Welcome back again today to our daily Bible study. We're studying in the book of 1 Samuel. This is a little different from most of our studies because uh, so many of our studies are in the New Testament. And what we're really studying in 1 Samuel is the actual history of the early days of Israel. This is before they had a king. This is when they were judged by people that God raised up, what they call judges, which uh, God raised up different ones across the years. And he's raised up a man called Samuel. And Samuel is the one that God's going to use for a long, long time to lead the people. And they come to Samuel for advice, and Samuel leads the people and prays over the people. But now let's look what happened. The last of chapter 4, we found out that in the battle where 30,000 Israelites were, dis- were killed by the Philistines, and the, the priest sons of Eli were killed, and we noticed that they had captured the Philistines captured the Ark of the Covenant, which was the symbol. It was a little Achaia box that was the symbol of God's presence. Now notice in chapter 5, after the Philistines had captured the Ark of God, they took it from Ebenezer to Ashdod, and then they carried the Ark into Dagon. Now Dagon was their god, their false god, their idol. They took it into Dagon's temple and set it beside Dagon, this idol that was called Dagod. And when the people of Ashdod rose early the next day, there was Dagon fallen on his face on the ground before the ark of the Lord. (laughs) God was saying, (laughs) you know, I'm the one. I'm not this false god. But notice, the following morning when they rose, there was Dagon falling on his face on the ground before the ark of the Lord. His head and his hands had been broken off and were lying on the threshold. Only his body remained. Their stone or wooden idol, I don't know what it was made of, had fallen down in front of the Ark of the Covenant, which represented the presence of God and had been broken. And that's why to this day, neither the priests of Dagon nor any others who enter Dagon's temple at Ashdod step on the threshold because parts of 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 the idol fell there. So the Lord's hand was heavy on the people of Ashdod and its vicinity because they had the Ark of the Covenant and they they weren't worshiping him. He brought devastation on them and afflicted them with tumors. When the people of Ashdod saw what was happening, they said, the Ark of the God of Israel must not stay here with us because his head is heavy on us and on Dagon our God. So they called together all the rulers of the Philistines and asked them, what shall we do? with the ark of this God of Israel. And they answered, have the ark of God of Israel moved to Gath. So they moved the ark of God of Israel. But that's really interesting to me. It seems like like their response would have been, this God's greater than ours. Our God's just an idol. This is more than an idol. This This is a God of power. Our God fell down on his face and broke before the symbol of the God of Israel, which was the ark of the covenant. It looks like they would have recognized that. Well, they, they said they they said that the God of Israel was greater than their God, and uh, and yet what did they do? They didn't say we worship you, God. We didn't say we want to know you, God. We didn't say we want to come into a right relationship with you. No, they just said move him out of here. And see, that's what a lot of people do today. When when they get a, God gets a little close to them, and they get a little bit closer to God. And, and, you know, they're not believers, but they're kind of seeking, and then they kind of 
they kind of said, well, I don't know if I want to go any further than this. I don't know that I really want to let Jesus be the Lord of my life because if I do that, it's, it's, it's no telling what's going to happen, no telling what he'll ask me to do, no telling what he'll ask me to give. Just, you know, I just can't afford to do that. I'm just not going to do that. And so they pull back, and that's what these people did. And they said, we'll just move God. And often we just move ourselves if we've been coming to church and God speaks to us and we get convicted, then we quit coming. And that happens all the time with people at Community of Faith where they begin to hear the word and they either respond or they quit coming because God's word is powerful and his conviction through the Holy Spirit is powerful. And if we would just recognize he wants to bring us into relationship with himself, which is far better than anything we could ever produce on our own or we could ever achieve on our own. So notice what happened. But after they moved it, the Lord's hand was against that city, throwing it into great panic. This is the new city of Gath, another major city in Philistia. He afflicted the people of the city, both young and old, with an outbreak of tumors. So they sent the ark of God to Ekron. This is the third major city. As the ark of God was entering Ekron, the people of Ekron cried out, they have, bought, they have brought the ark of God of Israel around to us to kill us and our people. So they called together all the rulers of the Philistines and said, send the ark of God of Israel away. Let it go back to its own place or it will kill us and our people. For death had filled the city with panic. God's hand was very heavy on it. Those who did not die were afflicted with tumors, and the outcry of the city went up to heaven. Judgment upon the people, a godless people, a people without true faith, a people who didn't believe in God because they were misusing God's presence. God's presence was right there. They could have worshipped. They could have come into relationship with God. They could have recognized the truth. They could have experienced God's presence and power, but they chose rather to just move him on, just move God on out of their lives. And, and rather than to stop and evaluate the situation spiritually and correctly, they just decided to move God out and not have anything to do with him. And so that's what they did. Chapter 6, verse 1 says, When the ark of the Lord had, had been in Philistine territory seven months, the Philistines called for the priests and diviners and said, What shall we do with the ark of the Lord? Tell us how we should send it back to its place. They answered, If you return the ark of God of Israel, do not send it back to him without a gift. By all means, send a guilt offering to him. Then you will be healed and then you will know why his hand has not been lifted from you. The Philistines asked, what guilt offering should we send him? They said, five gold tumors, five gold rats, according to the number of Philistine rulers, because the same plague has struck both you and your rulers. So now they were figuring out a way to try to appease God's anger, but they didn't do it the right way. You know, we're going to bribe God. We're going to give God a gift and we're going to try to, to bribe him. Well, God can't be bribed. We can't buy God off. We can't promise God something. See, some people promise God everything under the sun if he'll heal their loved one or he'll do something for them. But that's not the way to approach God. God wants us to come to him as a child to a father, as a penitent sinner to the Savior, and he will respond. And that's what you and I can do today. Don't try to talk God into something or bribe God. Come to him as a needy person, and he will respond. I hope you have a great day today, and 
that God guides you in everything you do.